Avoid, avoid at all costs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Be on the lookout and walk in the opposite direction. Oh, no. And Facebook, see, the thing about Facebook is like, that's, that's local. You know what I mean? So you have to, at that point, leave the state. You know, this is a still to be the the yoga section but it's also a great place to do your work it is it's beautiful you're looking out so yeah i saw it in here i was like oh i think we have a studio i think Mm -hmm. you you're gonna do this thing so and he bought from there at first he was like i think i may need a spare bedroom because you're gonna be getting on my nerves (laughs) and i'm gonna have to be sleeping away from you and then thankfully we decided that that was unnecessary so it is yeah it's definitely a reasonable thought yes it wasn't wild just like yeah Given the circumstances. Yeah, and I think a lot of married couples would probably tell you, hey, just have one on the ready, right? So you're not just sitting out there on the couch. Right. Well, some some married couples who are totally happy sleep in separate rooms. Yeah. Or they take, like, set amounts of times to sleep separately from their partner. Well, I thought about that because we were having those conversations about moving in earlier on and we were thinking about just like temperature Mm -hmm. like what temperature do you like versus the temperature i like i was like well maybe we just need to sleep in separate rooms so it was just like you know and that was actually like a year or a year and a half before we even were moving in together Mm -hmm. that was a while back but whatever we're doing now seems to work i mean the fan a ceiling fan is oh yeah you get white noise you got air circulation well, we also figured out we I'm not happy when we share covers. Yes. Because he's actually, believe it or not, he's a cover hog. I can understand it. I believe it. Well, I feel like people always say, like, I've only ever heard it to be like a women's thing. Mm. Like, oh, you always take the covers. And it's like, no, Earl always takes the covers. Can can you I mean, I, I do love this this topic, this conversation. This um can you talk to her about this this woman's theory? Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, let me just tell you about how women think for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me. <laughs> I love when men talk to me like that. <laughs> so we were we were talking about working in the restaurants and everything, and I was telling Earl that in the time that I've worked at the place I work at now, mm-hmm. uh, not fine dining at all, thank God. Um, God bless. That I've noticed significant like statistics that women encounter a lot of these difficult guests and get like talked down to and in rude manners far more than any of my male coworkers. And I don't think it's a question of whether they're giving poor service or not. I think it's that male and female guests both think that they can talk to women in a different way than they can talk to men. And so on a separate but similar note, my brother told me that uh, at his old, uh, the place he used to work before he works with the, the guy that we currently work with, uh, when he first lived in Tennessee, um, the owner of the jewelry store, she primarily hired women. And after she hired my brother, she almost only hired women. And he's pretty sure that part of it is because, um, the women that worked there would never ask for raises 
And meanwhile, every time he or his other male coworker were asked to do something outside of their predetermined job description, they were like, okay, but you're going to have to give me a raise to do that. And so I think there's this like level of docileness that or like lack of confrontation or something. Uh, Agreeableness. Agreeableness, yeah. Um, Because I've had so many female coworkers say like this guest just said like these words to me, like just straight, rude, heinous things like and every single time I'm like, I wish they would say it to me and they never do. And I think it's because like so you have I think the women might see a female server and be like, oh, I don't like And for anyone that's listening and not watching, Nick isn't a big, strong, scary looking man. He's 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 not. He's just a man (laughs) in suspenders. Probably the least (laughs) least intimidating guy in suspenders you'll ever see. Um, But so like like this is a pretty easy one, I think, for people to grasp. Like you'll see the server come up. Uh, as a female and you're like I don't like the way she smiled or looked at my partner you know she's giving him all of the attention and not talking to me at all directly uh or even even if that's not actually happening I think that's a common thought process for some people um and then on the other side of that the male guests I think you know you've got misogynistic dudes you've got people with just some sort of complex where they think they can just talk to women a certain way Yes, just interject for one second. Between you and I, Nick, <laughs> do, do do you think that? Uh, I mean, just on that point, that more women think that uh, women want their man than men think that men want their women. I think that. If I, if I had to put like a ratio to it, I'd say it's maybe like 60, 40. And okay. the reason I say that is because I think, I think women could maybe visibly show you that they might feel threatened or feel like you're encroaching on their, their significant other. Um, I think dudes definitely get insecure about that stuff too, but I think they, they could look at someone that they think is definitely way more attractive than them or like, out out there like and be like oh like he better not he better not come for my girl like oh so you think that they pretty much think it about the same amount but as far as the vocalizing i it, think the way they display oh, it is different okay okay do, do you have you want to weigh in on as, as the only one How, in the room what, yeah what well, do you no, think i as a tiny woman i think because i think my size is also like a tall woman versus a small woman i think also matters. I I work Tall with a guy girl. Versus a short guy. Wait a minute. I'm trying to figure out where well, the, where the the well, size is coming well, into play. I here. feel as though more of like a gazelle in the world than if I if I was six feet tall. No no no. I'm sorry. I want you to answer what he just answered. Do you think that? Oh, that question. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I think so. Um, I just actually experienced this yesterday at work. Or two days ago, these clients came into the clinic, brand new, I'm new, never seen them before, and I'm friendly, and I don't know who the heck these people are, so I'm like, hey, how are you all, blah, blah, blah. She looked at me like she wanted to kill me, and everyone at the clinic saw that, by the way. Was the other person that came in with her, her significant other? Of course. And he was very friendly, and I was asking her how her day was going. I noticed that immediately, and I'm not going to play into it, obviously. 
And she just kept ignoring me. I asked her how her day was. Nothing. I asked her if she wanted a water. Nothing. I asked her like one more question just to like test her. She looked at me like this, just like blank face, so angry. And my coworker was like, Von Marie, like, did you see that? And I was like, uh, yeah. How could I not? Like, I've been staring at her for the past five seconds and her husband was so, kind of reminds me of you. Just kind of happy, go lucky, very friendly. Yeah. like Golden Retriever-esque. Yeah, just sweet. <laughs> and I love that. That's the problem with Golden Retriever dudes. But you know what's interesting? <laughs> she called today because she had some issues, which, you know, it's funny. I hate to say it, but it's hilarious. Her name is Karen. Um, so that's great. So we laughed about that. It happens. It happens. It's hilarious. But when she called over the phone, the person that I was talking to, I feel like I didn't even recognize mm. because that was most certainly not her demeanor in person. Very bubbly, very lively. Like everyone was so great. I'm like, oh, Karen, like this was not you two days ago. Mind you, she could have been having a horrible day. But I feel as though the vibe just definitely gives off. If you don't look like dirt. And you're breathing around my guy, the chances are you want him from me. Mm -hmm. I feel like because I feel that all the time. Actually, we went to dinner years ago at Firebirds and we had a server that I don't know if you remember her. She blatantly treated me like I did not exist at the dinner table. And I regret not saying something. I just was not as confident back then. What, what would you say now? Well, I would ask for another server. Wow. Well, because wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't understand exactly the gravitas of this situation. This she, dinner we had. Hold she, on. No, you didn't because you were having a great time. <laughs> you were in Golden Retriever. Yeah, you mode. were being kind of an asshole. Okay. Let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. No, right. you were just, you were just I, feeding into it. But she, okay. so imagine there's someone sitting next to Earl and she's just like talking to him and asking him. And I would have to be like, hey, excuse me. Can I have this? Like, can I have more of that? I was not a and part she, of the like, interaction. Gives you the side eye, like. Okay. Yeah. And guess, and I never feel that way, by the way. Like, I never feel like people are ignoring me. You should. It's, it's one thing to feel as though Oro's getting more attention, but to feel ignored yeah. during dining, like, that's, I've never experienced that before or after. Mm -hmm. um, so that's certainly a different situation, but maybe I think so. But I think it's what you said. I think men are not as emotional, therefore, they don't localize it or present it in any physical way. And I mean, that I mean, that, that probably just that's probably partially just social conditioning, you know, yeah. like you're a dude and you show your feelings. What? Mm. Don't do that. Why would you do that? Yeah, Why would you tell someone how you feel? And I think biologically, right, like men are just not as emotionally rooted as women are. For sure. For There's, the most part. Some of it's hormonal. Right. Exactly. You know, which is huge. Hormones play a huge part in that. Like my so. My mom and I guess it's like a genetic trait for us for people to have thyroid issues. Oh, me too. And so so you probably know that like your thyroid uh, is linked to a lot of hormonal like regulation. And I so like that. sometimes like when people are like having problems with their thyroid, like they have to go on hormonal medications mm. or like they like their hormones get thrown out of whack. And so someone could just be a raging bitch for no reason. <laughs> and it's just because shit's not aligned. Well, <laughs> like, what is that called? Subluxation? Get, get your, yeah, get your chakras aligned. Get your chakras mm -hmm. aligned. Or just get your T4 levels checked yeah. to make sure that you don't have a thyroid issue. For sure. But yeah, it's definitely that. I, I definitely don't like to play like the victim woman card. And I tell her all the time that when I point things out about him... 
like someone feel like I feel as though someone definitely is quite attracted to him. Mm-hmm. You and I both know that it's fucking Earl. I'm attracted and we're to all, him. Right. And you're right here. Like in That's the room, what I'm saying. I'm like So I get it. Like I don't feel as though it's my boyfriend people are attracted to him. I'm like, it's Earl. Like, of course people are attracted to him. Now, of course, you are gonna say what you're gonna say about it, as you always do. Or he's but just I definitely get there, it. Sit there and shrug and be like all right. Do you remember that day that we were at your house and it was Cindy and Will, Brianna was there and he was telling the story and I looked around the room. Mikey, get ready to bleep those names out depending upon how this story continues. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it's just it was a good thing that everyone was just even whatever you were talking about. Even our roommates stopped what they were doing. And they're and just were, staring. Every, you're tell, I don't even remember what you were talking about, but everyone was just. And I remember Cindy's face the most. Cindy was locked and she was just like enthralled and i was too but i remembered i was like you should look around so i think it's a you think i don't think that it's a my boyfriend's so awesome and handsome i think it's earl on hooks it's a combination of the both and also that he's not ugly of course Mm -hmm. the people that are looking at him aren't like oh that's earl on hooks i'm drawn to him like a moth to a lamp yeah they're like who is this guy right What's, what's his What's his deal? Yeah, right. Like, what is he about? And I know it, this is a lot, so we should stop now. Yeah. So let's move on. Hey, Earl, how's the weather outside for you today? What do you guys expect? We're both in love with you. Well, well no, it's I mean, okay. it, it was the the weather was fantastic. Actually, I I, I, loved I it. really enjoyed walking through the rain with Nick uh, with with our umbrellas. Frolicking. I had umbrellas in the car, and, Good. and we took a nice little stroll through and went over to Oyster Bar and had Aww. some a nice wholesome time talking, I love that. catching up about his his dating life and Aww. black there. Uh, of. Yeah, just trying, <laughs> trying to figure trying it out. Trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out what's what's going on. The demographic in Nashville. It's crazy. And maybe like how certain things, like maybe his whole vibe maybe not align with the majority vibe mm-hmm. down there. How so? So I'll ask you the same question I asked Earl. When you think of Nashville, Tennessee, what is like the first thought you have of like like a, a, a girl from Nashville, Tennessee. How is she dressed? How, how is she like? To be completely honest. Or what celebrity? <laughs> yeah, or even like celebrity. Or... I feel like I'm the wrong. I feel so uneducated. Oh, I, I thought you were immediately going to say Taylor Swift. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I All I know is a very small scope of Tennessee, with it, which is Nashville. I know that that's like a musical mecca of, of America. Music city of the country. Yes, and I think of country people, I think. Exactly. So, like, that's. Is that truly the vibe? That's really? all you really, So, I will say, when you're in Nashville, it's a little different. Okay. Like, it's a very young place. A lot of people move there from everywhere. Um, but a good portion of the demographic is white country girls Mm. um they got their cowboy hats their cowboy boots maybe they're going mudding on atvs in their spare time um a lot of them are pregnant before the age of 22 uh, my age yeah like it's it's not much different from like the rappahannock front royal area absolutely yeah i grew up with them 16 years of my life Mm -hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about oh yeah so so that's not particularly my demographic (laughs) very kind of you to say. That's not particularly. Okay. 19 with two kids is, you know. Not your flavor. It's not really. Not, no, you know. It's not your jam. Not trying to pull an Earl Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you do you. Proud proud of you. You do your thing. Yeah. But 
Could could not be me. Maybe if I was like 40 and still looking to lock it down with someone, but... And I'm assuming you're trying dating apps or no? I have been. Um, and just, there's like nothing really in between there, kind of? So there's like a lot of that. And I mean, there's, because we're so close to Nashville, there is some diversity. But like compared to the diversity of living 45 minutes, 30 minutes from Fairfax, like mm. Fairfax had more diversity than Nashville does. Right. Um... So, like, part of it's that I told him, I think part of it is that a lot of the people my age are, um, they're are your age. Uh, <laughs> you're 23. Uh, I'll be 23 in January. Okay. Um, they're coming out of college. Mm. They are in their last couple of years of college. Um, they're still in that kind of college mentality okay. uh, of, like, just Going out onto a party on a whim or going and doing this crazy cool thing and like yeah, like just a bit more flippant and whimsical, yeah. a little bit more in the wind. Whimsical's perfect, yeah. yeah. And and a lot of them, like a lot of my friends right now are experiencing like walking into the real world. Like, mm. holy shit, like I have to find a job now. I've been going to college for four years. Gotcha. Like all I've had to do is keep my grades up and anything outside of that. Like I can fucking stay up late, pull an all nighter, go do, do crazy stuff. Drugs. As long as I got good grades and I'm getting my degree, we're good. Mm. Um, and so there's kind of like this lack of passion for something I noticed with a lot of them. Gotcha. Um, and like like one of the big turnoffs, I guess, that people say is like, the small talk, like talking about work and what you do for work and all this, like people are like, I don't want to talk about any of that. <laughs> and it's like, well, I like what I do for work. I enjoy my job. I enjoy both of them. Even working at a restaurant still, I enjoy the interactions I have with people at that restaurant. Um, and I think a lot of people my age hate their jobs <laughs> <laughs> or or they, they don't like talking about it because they, they don't know what they want to do or it, it gives them anxiety mm -hmm. to even think about that. And like, I, I feel like I'm like a few years ahead of everyone else that's my age. Like I never had the college experience. It was all, it, from the get go. Once I graduated, it was like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. And I did two years of community college. So if you want to count that, you can. Yeah. But like, I definitely not. The yeah, we did the same thing, but it's experience. certainly not that. Yeah. No, I was still <laughs> living in my hometown, working when I wasn't at school and like just living. Yeah. I was just living life and doing the things you have to. I was adulting. <laughs> I was adulting, right. uh, which a lot of my friends and a lot of people my age are just now getting into adulting. Like and so. I think there's a disconnect there. And so like that's there's so many facets to to why to like I'm, trying I'm to single. date. But I can make excuses all I want, but I told my brother the other day at work, I was like, "You know, dude, I was like, and I'm not trying to sound pessimistic. Like I don't think I am, but maybe I'm just ugly. Like maybe I'm just not cutting the cheese for some of these people. Definitely. Nick, you're I, not yeah, ugly. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're not a, cutting and, the cheese. And again, I don't believe that. But yeah. I, it's like it's at the point where I'm like grasping at straws. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, right. what, like what is happening? Yeah. Like, it like, seems like it's something cosmic at this point. I need, yeah. I need like a like a, a rubric <laughs> and like a grading sheet of what I need to perform better at yeah. in order to start seeing results. But I told Earl I also just I don't have time for that right now. I work seven days a week. Seven days a week. I work seven days a week, nine to five. 
What? Yep. So it's like, yeah, I'd like to go out and do that stuff, but I'd like to have a social life, but like I'm working. I, I, and you I have, have to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I have to sleep. I have to eat. Right. If, if, you, if you want to exercise. Right. If I have, yeah, like going to the gym. Thankfully, our gym is literally on our way home mm. from work. So you got to do laundry. You got to clean the house. I barely have time to do laundry sometimes. Like I have to literally like call dibs on it too because I share the house with three other people. Mm. And Ari, she's a neurotic cleaner. And so she will take that washing machine for a day, day and a half <laughs> doing her shit, my brother's shit. The, the bedding, you know, like everything. And so, like, I have to pick a day where I feel up for it. And I'm like, hey, when I get home, I'm doing laundry for four hours straight. Don't fucking touch it, okay? <laughs> Please. Like, if you can do that for me, that'd be great. So, yeah, if, if I had more time in the day, that's, like, my, own, one, my one qualm right now is yeah. just having more time to do things outside of work. But, yeah, no, I feel that. I definitely felt suppressed believe it or not at our last job mm -hmm. with time i felt like everything was just so tight all the time yeah. like i couldn't fit enough like it's like work gym home yeah work gym home it's work, like when, you, when that's all you have time to do like that was stressful it is it is for sure like, but at least you enjoy both of those jobs exactly so that's it's, very important it's so funny like looking at where i'm at because it's like back when i was working there before i moved it's like I was making more money than I, I was, I had more spending money than I have right now. Same. And like <laughs> I had more free time than I do right now. And yeah, it was cool because I could go hang out with my friends all the time. But like outside of that, like I was still stressed and didn't have my shit figured out. But like here, I'm slowly getting more of a grasp on like what it's going to take to run my business and like to move forward with that. I get to work with my brother and our boss, who's really cool, for five days a week. That's a great environment. If I was working there seven days a week, I'd be a little burnt out. So it's nice that, like, on the weekends, mm. I'm doing something totally different. I go from, like, desk job nine to five to serving people at brunch for nice. six to seven hours. And then it's flip-flop back, back and forth. So it's a, it's a healthy medium between the two. Um, I just need more time for like R and R though. Yeah, that's, that's ultimately important. the the thing. It's like when I do when I do have time off. It's like if I'm not doing chores around the house, I just want to lay down. I just want to lay down. Yeah, just do nothing. Watch something with the roommates. Yeah, you know, like and and that's cool. That's something I'm very grateful about. Shout out to Kamran, Ariana, and my brother, mm. um, for just we have such a happy dynamic I at our house. Um, it's so it's my brother, his girlfriend and her brother. Oh, so we're just like a happy little family. I love that. Um, we're all like, we'll, we play board games. We do game mm. nights. Uh, we just got a, it's called, I think it's called like Uno Blast or mm. something like that. So it has a machine that you put the whole deck into. And then you press it. And so, yeah. And so I love that. Instead of drawing the card, like if you get a draw two, instead of drawing two cards, you, you press, press the button twice. And it may go off, it may not. And actually, I think I have that here. It's a so oh, much fun. I see you saying go off, meaning yeah. give you many, it'll, many cards. It'll launch it could them at you. It could shoot you like ten of them. Yeah, uh. even and it's not based off the button presses or anything. Like you could press it three times, it goes off. It'll shoot you like five or six cards sometimes. That's sometimes you'll get one. Understood. Yeah, it depends. It's cool. That's uh, awesome, Nick. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I that's love so it. important. It's important to have a happy home. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm definitely glad you have that. 
For sure. Awesome. There, I mean, we are each other's support system. Mm. Like, um, and what were we just saying? That it's it, there's nothing cooler than being able to watch someone do something. Because he was saying that he wants. <laughs> I told him that this was a reasonable ask or you know reasonable quality to desire uh, to speak to someone that does have a passion that does <laughs> like the thing that they do because he would like to support someone's passion. And we were saying just how cool it is to watch someone come up with an idea for something and then have that thing be birthed and watch it grow and mature through time into something that, you know, they're going to be doing for however long and just see all the stages of maturation and evolution and how beautiful that is. And that, that is very, very cool. So to be able to go, how long have you been living there now? Two years. Two years. Two years, Nick? That's crazy. I haven't seen y'all in a year. Wow. Almost exactly That's right, because you came to see me at my office that time. Remember, you, you came to yeah, the place. I came yeah, the yeah, place, the to place the place. The place that shall not be named. And we cannot say it. Voldemort. I don't want to get sued. Jeez. But that's what, based, you know, what you had asked me before um, about this room, I definitely wanted this to be my spare yoga desk room. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want this to be my space. I was like, he can have the living room. I was like, but I have this. But then immediately I thought, but what about a podcast studio? Like that feels like that should take precedent. And that immediately like flipped in my mind. Well, it's also better than, you know, having the dinner table be the, the podcast. I refuse room. to do that. I was <laughs> exactly. like, we're done with like, the dinner table. <laughs> I'm sure that you were like, this beats having to set all this up every time you do a pod in the living area. And plus, I mean, you're on here so often that it's, it's definitely, it's a both of y'all investment uh, a little I, bit. It, and not really. This is like, Earl's I world, think you're, but we are living in it, and you live in it more than than most. The, yeah. Well, yeah, but it that really, was well said. One, I'm not going to let that slide. Uh, <laughs> well done. And, and and two, I think I've been watching that for you as well. Like there'll be certain days we're just hanging out. And she's like, we should record soon. You know, I think that it, it's something that you've grown to enjoy. Oh, a I definitely lot enjoy it because yeah. the conversations. Listen, regardless of us recording or not, the conversations are happening over coffee in the morning. Because we'll sit on a Saturday morning and literally over coffee and breakfast, we'll talk for like three hours. Next Mm -hmm. thing we know, it's almost 12 o'clock and Mm -hmm. we woke up at seven. Yeah. And we got to go, you know, we got to get to the pickleball court (laughs) or or, or whatever's next, you know. So uh, so it's going to happen regardless. So it's like we might as well pop on in here. And then there's just an added effect. Yeah. Like once you put these headphones on, you start talking before, like when you have someone's voice literally in your ears like it's not just there's a different level of concentration and yes. isolation yeah, yes. because there's no distractions whatsoever yeah, it's, you and know, it's you're through not, isolation yeah yeah there's no one coming in there's no noises you know what i mean like i'm not just hanging out in the background doing house things and you guys are recording and i'm like oh hey what's going on and going off what you said as far as her getting a feel for it that's her getting in tune with something that you're super passionate about right that's why like, i brought that that up. is a quality that's just like It's so attractive. It is so attractive to see someone that's just like, I am here to be your support system. And that is included in supporting everything that you're passionate about and helping you do the things in my capacity, like to, you know, in my capacity is also a great little footnote in there as well, uh, because I've been. I listen, I can't whip up these butters and shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she got going on in there with all these avocado oils the and lavender. I whipped and, up 48 
lip balms while he was recording. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know the recipes. I don't know. The, I don't know none of that shit. But but I certainly stay on her about yes. like what's the next step. Like what are we doing? Is the website you can help up? Scoop we... shit in the tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to get more into that at some point in time. I'm certain I will have to. Yeah, like as yeah. the business starts coming in, yeah. I, I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. Pick a spatula up. That'll be fun. It's a piping bag, but we'll get it. <laughs> Not even close. He's never done it before. Well, you have to use a spatula to scoop it into the piping bag. Gotcha. So, uh, so that's part see, of it. See, maybe that's my point. Oh, also I come that. in we there and that. I get the yeah. So I put it in the piping bag. I'm excited. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. It's always been me. I remember how stressful. Actually, my first farmers market is about to hit two years in November 28th. I just mm-hmm. saw the picture, which is crazy. And I, was, I did come to that and help set the tent up. No, you certainly did. Yeah. But I know which was amazing because that was I'm over here trying to get all person. my props. I'm just shit. She needed a six foot person to set that. <laughs> yeah, tent that wasn't going to happen. Well, me. there was so much to do. And I, I didn't sleep that night. I got like I three bet. hours of sleep. My house was a disaster. You went in there to pick up. It was yeah. sure it smelled nice. I hope so. <laughs> but it was gone off. But I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I wish I had some help. Because I was, I, I definitely did not know what I was getting myself into. I was like, oh, it's a farmer's market. Like, I can do this. So hard. Obviously, if I were to do it again, which I definitely want to next summer, um, much easier because I know what to do. But I certainly wish I could have had some help. And it is really nice to not have to create everything on a computer and then make it in physical form and then package it and fill it. So it scooping butters into containers so helpful quick interjection here and she was doing a lot of that on her own because i was not mentally available at the time because that i was swept (laughs) up in so many of my own thoughts and own personal endeavors that i was not paying her nearly enough attention right like as a partner as an equal partner and so i i I, will i bring that up i guess one to just to say that Mm -hmm. but then also to say that a huge quality that I look up to in you is that you've seemed to, and I don't know where this came from. If you like, you've just always been this way. Um, you're not an egomaniac, so <laughs> you're not. You know, you've like, never happened. Yeah, from like what I've known. yeah, like that's yeah. not that's not a problem that he has seemed to have to. It's funny, like the different issues that we all have, right? But and you're looking over at this guy. And he just, Go I'm here. like, damn, I wish I had that thing. For and like, sure. You know, and I, it's something I've had to work at really, really hard to not get in my own way. And you've seemed to just do a really good job at understanding other people's positioning and having a much more emotionally mature heart than, than a lot of us guys. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah. I will say it's a double-edged sword. I wish I had a little bit more ego to me sometimes, mm. you know, like sometimes you got to walk in there and think you're hot shit, mm. you know, um, you're supposed to do some confidence. Yeah. Like a higher level of confidence for sure. Um, but I definitely think e- ego plays a little bit of a part in that, you know, like you have to have a certain perspective of yourself in order to like truly exhibit true confidence <laughs> and not just like peacock it. Well, would it, so I think that that comes in, Cause let me throw the communicational aspect into this mm. because, you know, public speaking is fights for number one top fears human beings have. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Along with like death and spiders. OK, <laughs> like speaking in front of other people. All right? three of those are in my top five. Craziness. So. <laughs> right. And then you have like fire and drowning and shit like that to come <laughs> afterwards, which is crazy. But. 
there there have been studies and if you know what you're about to speak about in front of people, you're anxi- I mean, just imagine right now, just a thought experiment. Imagine yourself in front of 50 to 100 people and someone says, pick a topic out of a fishbowl and then talk about it for the next five minutes. What are you fucking what are you talking about? Like what if most people are going to be like, no. Now, if the prompt was pick the one thing, you know, most about and talk about that for the next five minutes. Maybe you still deal with whatever social anxiety you deal with, but I'm certain that it is diminished greatly. For sure. So the the ego and confidence thing you're talking about is, it, yeah, you're right. The, the peacocking, that's definitely not what you're going for. Um, but the confidence doesn't necessarily, I believe, come from like this ego thing. It comes from in a real objective understanding of what it is you know you're competent at. Right. Like, what can I actually achieve? And, like, what is just completely outside of my wheelhouse? And I have, because there's a bunch of shit I'm not going to be confident about doing. You ask me to go fix your car, I'm not going to be confident (laughs) about doing that thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm not going to walk up. Yeah, I'm not going to walk up to the car very confidently. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think it comes down to that. So it's just about, like, what do you think? You have a level, like an adequate level of competency at. Well, maybe that goes back to me just assuming I don't know shit about something. And so that's why I walk into things precautionary. And I do like to hear what people have to say about something. I have been labeled as a devil's advocate before. Mm. Um, But I live by that. Like, you know, like a coworker could come up and be like, this you know, like our manager said this thing and like, he, like they're just being an asshole or, or doing this. And I'm like, OK, well, like what was happening leading up to that? Uh, <laughs> were you exhibiting this same energy <laughs> when you started that interaction with that person? Perhaps like I like <laughs> perhaps <laughs> this nigga start throwing a perhaps. At That's him. how you know you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, when perhaps. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm always about that. Like, I'm, I'm never going to say you're wrong to feel the way that you're feeling. But people will often feel like I'm saying that when I start asking about the other side, it's yeah. like, OK, I need more information than just your side of the story right now. If you're just here to vent. Vent away. Yeah, sure. That sucks. Screw him. (laughs) Screw him. That sucks. But like, if you really want to get to the bottom of this and like maybe understand what happened, like I've had like coworkers come up to me. I love you, Nick. You're so awesome, man. I love you. I'm going to give you the fattest hug when we're done with this. I love you so much. It's so good to be here listening. I was very happy to be here. Like when, when you, when you said you were going to make it home and he was like, like, what's your time schedule? I told him, I was like, I'm at y'all's mercy. I was okay? like, I'll pop in on my lunch break. I was like, I'll skip lunch. No, I, didn't know. I was like, I was really hoping because like I was texting Earl. He was like, well, I'm off. Vaughn's working. And I was like, uh, he was like, we'll play it by ear. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, maybe that means like, you know, like they got to get to bed at a certain time or like they've got to do some stuff. Um, but like as we were texting earlier today, he was like, hey, like. I, I don't know, like timing permits, like, are you still up to grab food? I don't know if you have the time. And I was like, bro, I got time. I was like, especially for you guys. Like, mm. I didn't want to come in and rush and be like, all right, well, yeah, it was good talking to you. All right, I got to go. Like, yeah. I'm going on to the next person. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, like, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Are, I love that. You um, guys, but, but, but I cut you off. So so you were saying if you really wanted to get to the bottom of it, you are saying to these people. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's so funny when people 
come up to you with just this like like this absolute opinion a quote from star wars uh only the sith deal in absolutes mm. uh so like it's, it's like when you get an argument with someone and they're like you always do this one thing or you always do that and it's like first of all we all know that that's not true <laughs> like and that's when that that can be a flaw in a conversation because obviously the next person's immediately going to be like i don't always do that i literally did this differently like yesterday like <laughs> what are you talking about um so people get yeah to sum it all up people get defensive because i want to understand the grand scope of the story uh someone got ripped apart by our manager the other day mm -hmm. and i was like were you he was like just out of nowhere it was supposed to be like a uh, a work evaluation um this this story turned into some crazy stuff i don't know if y'all want to get into it but let's do it all right so okay all right yeah this car okay <laughs> I'm Start a, from the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. so there's a lot to unpack. So this guy is a cartoon character. Um, more so, I think some stuff happened, and we kind of just started to watch him unravel at work. Mm. Um, I, my theory is that like he was putting on a good show, and oh. he had like a different persona outside of work. Mm. And as things started to pile up, he just started unraveling. So, oh. so let's start from. The beginning of this, uh, when I first noticed it, is like uh, he's working the bar, come up to him. I'm like, hey, man, like, how you doing? How's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, like, you know, our manager just like ripped me apart. Like, you know, like said, I'm like, I'm not doing like this. I'm not treating my coworkers well, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I was like, where, where did this come from? I was like, did you, you know, like, were you busy? Did you snap at someone or talk to them in a way that you didn't mean to? Or maybe you thought you said it in a calm collected way and it came off differently i was like what happened he was like no like it he just this just came out of nowhere and i was like okay <laughs> all right because that just happens um and so i, I want to say maybe it was like the next weekend um me i'm trying to get out and have a social life a little bit so i was like i was working a double that day so all me and my coworkers are all getting off at the same time. And I was like, do you guys want to go grab a drink after work? Like I was asking some of my favorite coworkers, like, let's go get a drink. Let's go hang out for an hour or something. You know, quick 45 minute adventure. Nothing crazy. I got to work tomorrow. Um, and so we are getting towards the end of the night. One of our coworkers is thinking about it. Um, I did not invite this aforementioned coworker Indeed. to said gathering. <laughs> um, and he's asking one of the coworkers I did invite to give him a ride home. Mm. Uh, his car's in the shop and he didn't want to pay for an Uber. He's like, you're like the only one that's kind of in that direction. Like, can you please give me a ride? Whatever. He starts being pushy about it. Like, and he's like kind of slurring his words. And like, oh. I, I didn't really key into it right away, but I found out later that like he had been drinking that day at work. And enough to where he was slurring his words, you know, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah, for sure. Like you have to be no, a no. You, you're feeling it in the knees. I feel like when people say you have to you slur your words like that starts happening usually after like drink number three or four. Three, I think three. Yeah. Is like, depending on what you're drinking, yeah, of course. Yeah, but like of course, of course. I drink three IPAs. My knees are buzzing. <laughs> I might be slurring a few words. Um, 
That's that's like my go-to. I've never heard that one before. That's my go-to description when I'm inebriated in any capacity. Is if I feel it in the knees, it's yeah. it's happening. You have yeah. to wear suspenders for the rest of your life. I feel like that's a guy with suspenders. That's what he was saying. My knees are buzzing. <laughs> oh, I feel it in the knees. <laughs> I had an orange juice this morning. So okay, so he's slurring his words. He's like being real pushy and. She's like, well, no, like, I, I, I'm I, not going home right away. Like, we were all, like, she was trying not to drop. Yeah, yeah. But it was, like, her, it was her only cop out to a certain extent. And I totally get it. And she's like, we're going to go get drinks after work. And he, like, kind of forcibly invites himself, right? He's like, oh, well, I didn't know you guys were getting drinks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, do you want to come? Like, you're welcome to come. Like, we're all leaving here at the same time. Um, and so she decides not to go get drinks. And I, and I told her, oh no. So now, so now there's been an addition and a subtraction that is not favorable. Oh no. Yeah. We, we, uh, we took a, took a loss. (laughs) That's oh, that's, I was like, oh no, now she's not coming, but. But he is like, oh, no. Um, And to be fair, it wasn't a lot of us, like three of us, including him. But that's the thing, though. It's even worse that it's a smaller group. Yeah, because he makes a a bigger splash. Right. He's literally a third. So so we get there. We get there. And um, our our third, uh, my one coworker, she's an absolute sweetheart. she is she isn't quite there yet. I'm sitting at the bar grabbing my drink. Uh, they have a separate dart room, uh, which I like to go to because it's it's not in the same part of the building. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Um, it's a little warmer in there. Throw some darts. Bullshit. Like nobody has to be good at darts. It's kind of like bowling. Right. Um, and so I get my drink. I always get it's my guilty pleasure after work is a bushwhacker. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's an yes, alcoholic sir. milkshake. Uh, oh. And they like they put like this like, just sounds like a disaster no, for your insides. No, I mean maybe. Um, do, I, do you does shit not just rocket out of your ass at the end of the night? I mean, to be fair, I'm sorry. To be fair, when I have just alcohol and milkshake, just sounds like it's what alcohol vodka. So I'd have to look it up to get the real thing, but it's like it's it's a little bit of a bunch of different types of alcohol. Probably liqueurs. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. there's a lot of them. There's like a coconut liqueur. Um, Crammed like a cow, probably. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, this um, is making more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a really good really like drink. Some, it's okay. dangerously good. And a I, bushwhacker. A bushwhacker. I'm gonna look that up later. Please do. Um, and I get mine with a little peanut butter screwball floater on the top. <laughs> yeah, that peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that peanut butter whiskey really like sets it off for me. God damn. Um, so I get my drink. They both see me order that, and they're like, oh, "I'm getting that." Um, we go over to the dart room, 20 minutes into us mm. drinking, he starts unpacking Ugh. like a lot. Like he's fucking with one of the other bartenders. He's like, you know, like she's pregnant and she doesn't know if it's mine or mm. her, her ex-husband's that she's living with. And, mm. and she, and I, I know it's mine. Like it's gotta be mine. And like, you know, like, that's my kid, and, like, now she's not talking to me, and, like, she's just shut me out. <laughs> and, like, I, as soon as this starts happening, like, and it's bad, because, like, I, I was trying to be there for him in the moment. Got to be 
sympathetic to somebody, especially when you work with them. Especially when to, he's inebriated as well. For sure. Um, and like Buddy starts crying. It's a whole thing. And like the, the, the wildest part of this story is there is literally a couple next to us playing darts on the second dartboard. And I just have to act like they don't know this conversation is going on. Um, and they they got away with a wild story. I was going to say, I would have never Yo. left that room until y'all left. Errol and I would have stayed there all night. I was like, you can go, but I'm finishing the, this the, story. The wild thing is they didn't even leave right away. They oh, I wouldn't either. They, they, they played a couple games of darts. They went back into the other room probably to catch a break. And then they came back. For another game or two of darts. Yeah, they came back for episode two. <laughs> and when they left, they were like, the guy, the 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 guy was like, "Hey man, it'll get better." Like, <laughs> you know, like he was like, "Hey, we definitely heard that shit. <laughs> Sounds like you got it rough." Um, oh no! So he's just dumping this on me, and like I'm trying to give him logical advice, right? Like I'm like, he's like, he's like, I just like I can't work with her. Like I can't work with her. It's too painful, and I'm like. Well, like, I was like, maybe you should look at working somewhere else. Like, there's 20. <laughs> I was, I was like, being honest, I was like, if it's too painful for you to work with her and she's not leaving, like, maybe you should find somewhere else. Like, there's several restaurants in the one mile radius around ours that like make decent money. I'm like, you could switch. And he's like, no, like, I don't want to work anywhere else. I was like, well, then maybe you should change your schedule up. And he just kept saying no to everything. So I was like, all right, you um, know, there's nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. happening here. So I, I went out for a 40-minute, one-hour venture with some coworkers. I did not leave that bar, Earl and Vaughn, until like 1.30 in the morning. And you got there when? We get off between 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, I was like, yo, next time I'm trying to have a social life, fuck that. Like, fuck this. Not, not true. I still go <laughs> I just I believe that. Yeah, but like in that moment, I was like, yo, yeah. the next time I try and go out with coworkers, I need to think again. Yeah. Like this was fucking ridiculous. You have to send text next time and then tell people lie. Yeah. <laughs> or like I will like literally go up to the one or two specific people and be like, hey, you want to go get drinks? Cool. Don't just us. Don't yeah, say, yeah, don't yeah, say yeah, shit. Please like, don't. Like, this is a this is a need to know basis. Damn, yeah. Nick. Um it, it gets it's going. It keeps we're not done here. <laughs> Um, so like two weekends later, or no, it was the next weekend. Um, one of my coworkers I'm pretty fond of, he's a sweet, sweet guy, big teddy bear of a dude. Um, he asks me, he's like, do you want to go get drinks? Cause I've been trying to get drinks with him for a while, but he always had to rain check. And I told him, I was like, I'll buy you a drink, dude. Like I love, love seeing you. Um, and I don't see you enough anymore. Cause my hours of, I'm only weekends now. Um, so we go out and get a drink and he's like. He's like, have you, uh, do you know what's going on with this one coworker? And I was like, do you know what's going on? <laughs> right. I was like, I don't want to say what I have to say. I want to, what do you, you tell me first yeah. and we'll cross reference. Yeah. Um, so he, I guess he must've been drunk one night and this coworker I got drinks with the second time. Um, we'll just call him Kyle. Uh, I'm having drinks with Kyle. He says that, so he was on vacation for two weeks or one week or something. And this other coworker of ours, uh, I guess must've been under the impression he wasn't coming back or he was just drunk and being stupid and like texts him and pretty much is just like shit talking him, like pretty much saying like, you ain't shit. Like 
you're not a good coworker. You're not good at this, blah, blah, blah. And so it's weird that my coworkers, one of his first thoughts is to do this. He runs a background check. Kyle runs a background check on this, this coworker of ours. Who is the who? Kyle's got connections. Yeah, I was about to say, who the fuck is Kyle? Like I, th- nobody thinks about that. You have to be in some sort of like law enforcement is. Well, the funny thing is, it's like anybody can do a background check. Really? Yeah, like, like a thorough background check. Yeah, like if you like, I think you have to, you know, like enter an email here or do something there. But like, you can get info on people. Mm. Like if you type in like background check and like start typing in the stuff about the person, like oh. what yeah. you do know about the person, it'll narrow it down. Mm. Like it, like I, I didn't get, I, I just tested it one day on the computer. I was like, how far can you get like without like paying for something or doing whatever? And like, I knew possible siblings of his, his ex spouse, which he did have. Uh, I knew that he uh, lived in another state and it had said that he like had been in residence in that state before. Um, So Kyle does this background check, says that this guy has several domestic violence charges Mm. and it all starts to make sense. It all like I'm plugging it all together. I'm like, that was not a a work evaluation that you had at work the other day. I know exactly why this person is disassociating with you. I don't know if it's true that you got this person pregnant because clearly you are unraveling. But if you did get her pregnant, I totally get why she hopes it's her ex-husband's who she still lives with and has a relationship with with these kids that they share. I totally understand why she would choose and hope for that over choosing and hoping for you. Like that made so much sense. And by the next weekend, he was getting taken off the schedule. He would come in and they would send him home. And within the month, he no longer worked there. Oh, wow. And then one of my coworkers, she is in like, I think it's like a Facebook group. It's like one of those social media groups. Okay. It's just like a, like a women's support group where like pretty much like they can post a picture of a guy they're going on a date with or a guy they've oh. been seeing for a couple weeks or something. And just kind of find out any dirt on this guy oh, from, wow. from other local women. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And so. Oh, I've never heard of this before. And so his face showed up <laughs> and we were like, yo, oh. yo. But oh that's, my gosh. that's the gist of it. But wow, this guy that's a juicy was great. Yeah. I was like, yo, Bro, this the is. The feeling of like your picture. Floating, floating around. around some social media platform because people are like beware of this guy you oh my god y'all had wanted posters he had wanted <laughs> posters yeah we had bolos okay yeah. be on oh the lookout my. he had a not wanted poster. yeah that's what that was yeah <laughs> Avoid, avoid at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Be That's on the lookout crazy. and walk in the opposite direction. Oh, no. And Facebook, see, the thing about Facebook is like, that's that's local. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, super local. So you have to, at that point, leave the state. Yeah. But now you got motherfuckers running background checks, so you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, where do you, how do you, how do you regain? There's, there's certain things that you can do, but like, you can't, you can't regain 
reputation. Well, it, I don't think he has a reputation to regain right now. Especially I think he with has, the charges that he has. No, but what I'm saying is how the the redemption factor of a human. How do you exercise that? How do you ever crawl out of that hole once you have, you know. <laughs> I think he has to at least get sober first. I think it starts with him not being a piece of garbage. And getting drunk For a long period, right, yeah. or just like beating past partners that he's obviously gotten so okay so of. say we're dating right because oh, right. so, <laughs> so say we're dating let's pretend we're now, dating now it's it's tough because let's say it, it really depends on the the amount of time you've been dating them but you're you're at a point where you would say to this person i love you okay whatever that amount of time is you're dating and then you're scrolling on facebook and you find this page because you just like women support groups, because I'm certain it pro- it may even scale outside of just looking for these crazy or men. Or maybe you just fell upon the group. Right, or you fell upon the group, whatever. You found a group where it was like women that wanted to hike together because it was like women going hiking yeah. alone is dangerous. So, yeah, right, so, so it could be something like that, yeah. whatever the case is. But either way, like you said, you just, you find this, you stumble across this, and it's me. Now, now you have to question... Because this is this is what happens, right? We heard about James Sexton talking about this. Like once you, once there is some huge uncovering, mm-hmm. it makes you look at the past differently. For sure, right? For a lot of people, you're like, wait a minute, was everything kind of a? Are you the ultimate con man? Like, well, I need or to- or or is there just or is this layered to a degree that I don't understand and. You are this very loving, sweet, caring person that I've grown to know, and also you Is it have an and or a butt, right? So well put. So you different, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you growing up, for sure. I'm gonna talk about that later. Here. Yeah, we gonna talk about him growing like in a little bit. You gotta visit more often. But uh, yeah, we might go. No, we have to. Yeah. So so you know. Like that that's a tough one because that's for every individual to figure out for themselves. For me, since you're asking me, I think these like support groups that are just plainly for women warning each other about men could get dangerous because that's I think a lot of it is subjective. Like it could be whatever situation was very particular to you and this guy and you are actually the problem. Maybe there were some toxic traits that butted. Right. Well, well, I think like in any sort of journalism, like if you read a paper, an article, or you're trying to do what Nick is doing, you don't just take that. So now, because I don't want us to say that just women at large cannot well, no. look at information and be objective. What and I'm see, saying like, is that that's part of it. Okay. You know, I'm also doing research. I'm talking to her. So this is a so this is a situation that happened to me years ago. So I don't know if you knew this about me. Probably so. I talk about it every once in a while. I was on the dating apps like nobody's business. And I was just fucking around. I was having sex. Swinging it. Yeah, I just, they were swinging it to me. So. <laughs> you had a history before me? <laughs> what the, what, what the. Or your lip like what that. What the harlot. What the fuck? A harlot. There's a show called Harlots on Netflix, by the way. It's exactly what you would think it was about. I called someone a harlot as a joke and they stopped talking to me. It was great. Yikes. Yes, she wasn't for you. That, that. That was that was one of the the close opportunities I had that I blew it on. No, Nick, because Ooh. if you can fuck around with her, it's not the one. Yeah, but how early was this? <laughs> it was. I'm gonna be honest. It was a little. You long fucked now. up. It yeah. was over text. 
It was like yeah. I had I li- I saw this girl at a okay. uh, she was our server. Thought she was cute. Left my number. Uh, funny enough, all of my friends left their cards at the restaurant. Hey. So the first thing she texts me is, "All of your friends left their credit cards." <laughs> um, but we're texting for a little bit, and she talks about going to Walmart. She's like, "Yeah, I gotta like really bum it out when I go to Walmart." Like. The, the looks that people give me, I was like, yeah, you can't be dressing like you can't be showing shoulders out there. And I was like, can't be dressing like a fucking harlot. Oh, and yeah. she like yeah, immediately like, like switch flipped. She was eh, like, that's oh, a little. Yeah. Eh. I was all I was like, I was like, it might have come off a little aggressive, but also like if she didn't you know can't his personality, clear, yeah. though. That's the thing. Also, text Texas. It is funny. Texas text and it's early on. I, yeah. you, can't, you can't hear Nick's no, voice. For sure. and, I thought it was obvious sarcasm. Like, cause I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not actually calling people whores and harlots for showing their shoulders or showing their stomach. Yeah. Uh, But you also have to realize some dudes do do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I told my brother, and he laughed so hard. He's like, "You're a fucking idiot." Yeah. (laughs) All right. right, So continue. So you're on the apps. But anyways, I'm on the maps. I'm I'm just having sex with dudes. I'm not really worried about relationship at this point. But there's this guy that just seemed like a fun time. We have sex. Did not want to go back for a second time. Mm-hmm. Turns out that he had a pregnant girlfriend at the time, which oh, I was wow. completely unaware of, obviously, because I wasn't that. I may have been whoring around. But I get this message on Instagram from this girl. And she was very nice. I wish I could remember her name and I wish we could have met because she was like, hey, I'm so and so. And let's call him Jack. I was like, she's like, I'm Jack's girlfriend. And I just found I sent him pictures of myself, too, which mm. I was doing, but I didn't know. She's like, I found your naked pictures on his phone. Like, is this you? And I was like, yes, that is me. She was like, he's telling me that these pictures were sent on this date when we weren't together and that you guys didn't have sex. And I was like, well, those pictures were not sent on that date. I was like, these are my screenshots. And I was like, unfortunately, we did have sex when you were together. I was like, I'm really sorry. I certainly had no idea. Like, I I apologize that he did that to you. I was like, "I, I hope that you figure this out. But. Obviously, if he did it with me, I'm pretty certain I am not the first one here or the last. So that's one of the only probably encounters that I've had where she did not just call me because I've been called a nasty whore by girlfriends. I was about to say, like, experiences like that one you just described are like what gives hope back to humanity. And this was years ago, Nick. I was like 18 or 19. Hey, like, I'm just trying to get this. I'm just trying to clarify some things or like like someone will text them like people will find out that like they're dating the same person. And Mm -hmm. it's like when that, when the immediate reaction isn't anger to the person not responsible, it's like, it's like when someone's like, when someone's clearly trying to like get with like, when someone's clearly hitting on someone and they are I wouldn't even say just entertaining it, but they are taking it a step further or like, or you catch your dude talking to some other girl at a bar and your first reaction is to get mad at the girl. It's like, no, that girl has no obligation to you. If she finds out that you two are an item and still continues to to try and hit on your your boyfriend, then there's a problem. But originally, that problem falls back on why is your boyfriend hitting on this right, chick? Right, like we're like yeah. we gotta fault him quite quite greatly here. Yeah, for sure. That's the person you have the the trust in the relationship yeah. with. That's the person that is or a lack of both of those. Right. <laughs> in this situation very clearly. But yeah. like yeah. When no, I, I lash out at the wrong person, it's like, what are you doing? Well, another story I have and to wrap this up, 
I think due diligence here is first and foremost. Yes. I think it has to be, I'm investigating. Like if something comes out about Earl, let me tell you something. I might hire a private investigator because I'm getting to the bottom of this shit. And if he's doing some fuck shit, I'm, I'm just leaving. Like I will disappear into dust and he'll never mm-hmm. see me again. And I mean, like it'd have to be kind of far fetched. I mean, we've heard some wild stories from you personally. Yeah. If something if were, you're, you're not necessary, you're not very closeted about your, your history. You yeah, know. my trust in Earl is so great that, like, if something were to come out, I really wouldn't believe it unless I had a hardcore. Like, it has to be the most. I have to have video proof of him doing it, and yeah, I have it to. Would, it would. I mean, it one. It would probably have to be like a, a very egregious. Thing yeah, just awful. Because me, like, st- stepping out of character or something, like, like it would. Yeah, it's. It yeah. would be so not you. Yeah, and like also like. It, it it would have had to have taken a lot for it to get to that point without you knowing, Vaughn. Yeah. Like, like, like we're around each other. You guys would too. have a talk before something to that degree would happen. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what he's saying. Not that you're around me as much as you are, so like you would see something. Yeah, like we just speak about things. Yeah, like if my level of deception is just greater than your level of deduction. Yeah. It, then that's what it is. You, right, you're just right. not going to know something. But he's saying, no, I'm saying something we, first. Yeah. No. Before no, it ever do. gets to this point of doing whatever dastardly deed we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I've also had that same thing happen to me where I was hanging out at my house and I got a call from a guy and he was like, hey, man, listen, I'm not even trying to start no problems with you. Mm-hmm. Which, which is interesting because, well, for the same reason, because you would not expect for a guy to be saying these things if he felt like you were having sex mm-hmm. with his girl, right? And he was just like, listen, I prom- I don't want no problems with you. Most people's default is anger in that situation. Right? He's like, I'm with old girl right now, okay? She's telling me that y'all only had sex like twice and that it was during this little break that we had. Okay. So it's the break. It's always the break. Every you know, people time. wait for the break. Uh, and they'd be like, oh, it was during that time like, that we I, were like. I can milk this for months. Yeah, like we were not. Really, it was April 7th until the 17th. You know, only, we, wasn't, we wasn't really together right then. You know what I mean? So, you know, so that whole thing. You, know, you guys only had sex twice. Like, I just tell me, tell me what it is, man. Now, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, he was with her and her sister and her sister's boyfriend. Like, it was, they were all in a living room. He had him on speaker. Speaker. With an audience. And I just happened to have known the exact amount of times. How many? 27. <laughs> That's a wild number. <laughs> How did you know that? Because I, I was a freak back then and just knew all these numbers. I just had like Jesus. a... Yeah. He's like, yeah, hold up, hold up, pulls out. I just had like a database. Like, what was her name again? She's pinked here and here and here and here and here. Uh, yeah. And he got the Roman he was numeral just like, It was just quiet. And he was like, 27? She forgot to mention the She, You yeah. was fucking. Oh, yeah. How did you even meet? And what was the time frame? She's talking about ask about me. I was out Don't here. say that. <laughs> don't say that. No, 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 no. Listen, I don't, I don't look back on no, those okay. times. Like, I'm proud. I'm just saying. You never knew any women before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so so that was pretty crazy. But yeah, that 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 does happen. People, well, I do. We got to band together as a community and try to hold each other accountable. The opposite of that, which I've told you this story very quickly, is that I was 
being ridiculous, drove two and a half hours to go see this guy that I met off of Tinder and have sex with him. Must have been great. And we didn't even actually have sex because oh, it turns out that he also had a girlfriend. So he goes to, I think it was Fordham College somewhere in Maryland. His girlfriend, by the way, also went to that same college. So it wasn't like. That's bold. They were not living around each other. So mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm hanging out. I feel really cool. He's like the quarterback of the team. I'm like 19. And he locks the door, which is fine. He had a super huge dorm room and he had a roommate. Not even like 15 minutes. We were like trying to Netflix and chill. Nah, that shit was like. I was like, oh, and I look at him. He's like, ah, that's my old girl. You know, she just be pressing me. He was a, he was a white guy, by the way, that talked like he was not a, a Caucasian dude from Cumberland, Maryland. But I have a coworker like that. I love it. She was going, Nick, the way she was knocking on that door. I, was, I forgot You were like, name. do I need to go out the window right now? his name was Graham. I was like, Graham, like, what is going on? I was like, do you have a girlfriend? He was like, nah, we ain't even together like that. And I was like, then why is she f- Meanwhile, she's out? on the other side of the door like, what you mean we ain't together? <laughs> well, she was screaming and then I heard, I know you got a bitch in there. I was like, oh, I'm not no bitch. Like, please. And I'm not trying to fight, by the way. I'm not upset. I'm terrified. Yeah. I was like, how do I escape this? And For I couldn't. Sure. You're two hours away from home. Two and a half. Two and a half. And this, it oh. was an enormous, like the dorm room, it was like one and a half times the size. Yeah, she was definitely playing an away game. Oh, <laughs> I was away. And no home field the, advantage. No. And what I got was from the roommate that the roommate was fed up with this dude's shit that I was most certainly. Well, no. I was most certainly not the one. And he opened up that door like this is not the first time she has banged on the dorm room because he locked. Oh, the roommate did. Yeah. So the roommate was coming in, minding his business. And you know what he did? Go ahead. He was. So she was knocking on the bedroom door or she was knocking on the door to the apartment. So it's it was like one huge room, the dorm. Okay. And it was like two huge beds. Like there was no divide. There's one door. Okay. And just like. Bed here, bed here, huge closet. Okay. And he, and he, like the typical she, college door. Yeah, and she's right. just saying that the roommate was coming in, just like whatever. Like, like it's my room, yeah. too. So he unlocks the door, and guess what? He doesn't try to close it. He opens that bitch open, and guess what he does? He, I will never forget him. I think he was his Asian kid. He didn't even look at me. He got his things done. She's screaming. Oh, she's like darting it to me. He put his headphones on, and he laid in bed, and he opened up a book. Business as usual. This was nothing to him. And she was just like screaming in my face. And I was trying to tell her, I was like, listen, I want to go home. Like, I was like, you can have him. And then he's asking me to stay in front of her. And he was like, oh, I'll take you to the car talking to her. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm like, walk me to my car because I don't know how to get there. But I'm leaving right now. Yeah. I was like, and this girl looked like she could beat the fuck out of me. I'm like, she must certainly play sports. I do not. I heard <laughs> like, the way she was beating on that door. And she was calling me a bitch. I was like, you guys, please stay together. Just someone walk me to the car. Just take me out of here. So that was the opposite of that. <laughs> That's so funny. I heard the way she was being on the door. I'm just imagining like the thud being so great. You're just like, what type of monster on the other side it of that? Like, it was like on beat. Just bop, bop, bop. But it was so hard. I was so scared. I've never been so scared in my life. Because I was like, are you going to protect me when your girlfriend's beating my... Like, who's going to protect Mm, me? Because he's reading a book. Yeah, he's (laughs) clearly unbothered. Yeah. And again, the way he walked in, I was just like, oh, wow. How many times has he snuck a girl in here and this bitch has been knocking out the door because he's a dirtbag? And I just, I don't know any better. And here I am. And I had to drive two and a half hours back home after like 45 minutes of being there. Yeah. 
So that was that was the opposite side. So Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's no, yeah, it's it's, it's, tough. it's tough. You know, it's tough. I'm gonna go to the restroom. Go for uh, it. I will go next. Okay, Thank well you. you go. I'll go to my restroom. You, okay. Okay. So bathroom break then. Bathroom break. Yeah, man, that was pretty scary. Oh, but. I bet. That's why I um. That's like an like one of those somewhat irrational fears of mine is like if I did match up with someone on a dating app, it's like. How do I not know that this girl maybe doesn't have two dudes waiting to jump my ass when I when I pull up to wherever the location is? Hmm. I feel like or an angry ex ready to beat my ass because I'm the guy in the room and he can hit me. I want to say that it can be a bit easier. It should be a bit easier now when you're older because I also wasn't looking for those signs. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like it's it's whatever and I I like maybe there were certainly red flags, but I was not registering them or, or didn't have the wherewithal to realize like maybe he is doing some fuck shit. You know what I mean? So I would hope that with time. Sometimes you know. I flag people for review just for saying something that might not even be that crazy. Kind of like what okay. we were talking about earlier where uh, uh, it's when you when you get to a certain level of mental health and you hear someone say something offhand <laughs> and you're like. Yo, I don't know if that's like, that's just you, bud. That's not like a normal way of coping with something or handling a situation. Like, that's that's a reason for therapy. Like, <laughs> sometimes. A reason for therapy. What, what is one of these comments that you heard recently? Uh, so it wasn't anything particular. We were just talking at King Street about how um, when you get to a certain level of mental health, you'll see some people behaving in certain ways or say certain things that like clearly are like flags of like, oh, this person needs to figure some stuff out. Oh, yeah. yeah like they're, they're, they're dealing with a lot. They yeah. have a, a very heavy mental load. Yeah. That reminds me, James Sexton, he's a very famous divorce lawyer. He's, mm-hmm. he sounds like a very good I think cool I saw guy. some signs on the way home for that. Really? Maybe. Maybe so. I saw Sexton. Either it was a politician or maybe it was the divorce lawyer. Probably he, a politician. Okay. He yeah. was wearing a suit and his name was Sexton. <laughs> we got a lot of lawsuit uh, billboards in Nashville. So. Mm, <laughs> so. Oh, back home, back home. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Virginia. Maybe there. But this guy was talking about, so he was a divorce lawyer. He got divorced when his kids were quite young. So they're like 20 plus now and they were probably like eight or something like that. But anyways, he said that he was going on a few dates with this girl. Mm-hmm. Years after his divorce and like they're hitting it off. It's like she's beautiful. We're having this great time. We have all these things in common. And he was talking to Lex Friedman. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, also very cool guy. Does a lot of cool things. But he said <laughs> we're at a dinner and everything's great. And then she pulls the oh, you know, like the kids are with like their piece of shit father or something like that. And Classic he, divorced parent. And comment. he was like immediately I was like, all right, like this is our last date. Like she doesn't know it. But unfortunately, like, this ruins everything for me because he has nothing but outstanding things to say about his past partner, the mother of his children. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is how you look at and interact with the father of your children whom you were once in love with, like, like you can share that with someone else. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's when not going to be me. It's like when you break up with – and, like, it's a, it's a very, like, high school mentality of, like, when you break up with someone, all of a sudden you have to hate their guts. You have to, right. like – you literally, this is going to sound weird, um, but a friend of mine that I dated in late middle school, you know, very, 
very, you know, very nice. serious relationship. <laughs> but it, I think we had been dating for like a year or six months or something, which is substantial for a middle school for relationship. Sure. Um, That's a lifetime. It's like 40 years. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is one of my best friends. Shout out to Amanda. Aww. I love her to death. She just got engaged recently. Nice. I'm so excited for her. Um, but like there was like this this phase after we had like broken up whatever that was in middle school and like where like we weren't talking and like and like and I remember sitting down one day I'm like why do we have to act like we hate each other like this is so stupid this is so dumb and I've experienced that same experience with my mom and my dad like Mm. they even to this day like they I don't think they can say a single nice thing about each other and it's so crazy like, it's so crazy. As soon as, like, one of them gets brought up, the other one's just like, oh, my gosh, don't even get me started with that that one. Mm. You know, it's like, you you know that you spent 20 years with this person. Like, you birthed me and Nathan with this other person, and you have not a single nice thing to say about them? Mm. Really? And if, if you're not going to say anything nice... Don't say it. Mm. Shut the fuck up. That's my mom you're talking about. That's my dad you're talking about. Like right. to you, it's your ex-wife or ex-husband, but it's like, sh- shut the fuck up. Like I love you both unconditionally, and stop, stop fueling the fire. You know, it's been five, ten. It's been like five or six years since they got divorced. Wow. They they just don't talk about each other now, and like it's better. Like, but my brother brought it up the other wow. day. When I got my Eagle Scout rank in Boy Scouts. I love, look how he just did this little thing. God, I love you. Um, So cute. It was the first time that, like, we had had the different families in the same room. And it was, like, so funny because, like, you know, like, my mom's got this ick look on her face because she's, like, kind of, like, in too close of a vicinity to my stepmom. And, like... You know, just little shit like that, like the extended family don't really know how do we treat each other. And it's weird because like my uncle on my mom's side, uh, he and my dad were super close. And so and it sucks Mm. because like he he was very close with my dad. He was like someone that like he could really like sit down and hang out with. Like it wasn't just like the in-law, you know, it was like he, he enjoyed hanging out with my dad. And so when they got divorced, like it was it, it sucked for him because he kind of lost a friend in that. Um, but he's also like he's also like family ride or die. Like he's like, I would never disrespect my sister and go and hang out with your dad because like I know that that would upset her and I would just yeah. never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost it. Well, that's OK, because that reminds <clears throat> me, you know, my uncle that I speak about all the time. Um, so I have my aunt on my dad's side. She's a little all over the place and she divorced is very cool man they both have their faults i think they should have never been together but he's great and he loves us and my grandparents and all of the cousins so deeply he's so helpful he's so available you he's, pull this microphone yeah. just, just so we can hear it. he's so giving and she thought that when they got divorced it was going to be a we hate him type of deal and she kind of let us know it's like hey we're not going to be together like Kevin's not going to be around. And we were like, oh, no, Kevin's going to be around. Like, and Kevin is my dad's kind of best friend. Everyone loves my grandparents adore Kevin. I mean, he's a phenomenal guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, just because y'all are not together does not mean that he's not great, <laughs> you know, in his own ways. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting when people try to do that. Uh, it's uh, 
You need some more water. Here, let me get you some more water before I say what I That's need so to nice. say. All right, we'll hold it here. Well, no, you, 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 you have your... Oh! Oh, look at oh. this guy. Look at this dude. <laughs> Upgrades, okay. people. Upgrades. No, oh, Mr. Hose. I didn't know you do it oh, like goodness. that now. Oh, what a sweet. That's that fine dining mentality right there. Oh, my God. And it's chilled? Oh, bitch. Ice cold. Oh, he's a real man now. Mm. Okay. But, uh, the point I wanted to bring up is it uh in alignment with very thoughtful. In align you're welcome. In alignment with getting in alignment and mm. getting your, your mental health together and maturing as an adult. It is fascinating getting to see adults. Like as children. as like real <laughs> as real people mm-hmm. as real people with with their own things going on and uh, and being able to decipher and detect these these very childish qualities these very immature qualities these very underdeveloped unsophisticated or misguided qualities about them that have them veer from the path that. I mean, I guess you would like to see them ultimately on. Right. Um, and, and just knowing that just as they, they tried to do for you when you were growing up, like you would, you would try to do for them in conversation. You know, you would try to be a voice of reason and, and be a heart that they can, they can confide in when they need that because they, they need that. And you start to see the vulnerabilities of of your you know your 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 parents your your aunts and uncles and these people and they it's just it's just a cycle of life that mm-hmm. that they need you just like you really really needed them and maybe still need them to some degree but it's just so fascinating when that happens like like when does that happen my so you know? i think like one of the best lessons that uh you can learn like when you're in like the high school is usually when it, I'd say it would happen. Um, we talk about this a lot uh, at work uh, is learning that your parents aren't the smartest people, you know, mm. um, like right now, like my, if my dad and my stepmom are having an argument or something, like my dad will talk to my brother and my brother's like his mediator. And he's like, dad, you cannot communicate the way you communicate. Like you got to see her point of view you might have some points here, but you need to communicate them in this way because if you communicate them in the way that you plan on communicating them, she is not going to receive it. Like there's so many different levels to communication. And it's, it's funny when you, when you start to pick up on your parents' flaws, whether it's communication or something else, like my mom's not great with money. Like, it's just like little stuff. Like when you, as a kid, your parents are your guides, your, your, your mentors before you really start branching out from that. And the, the day that you realize that they themselves are also flawed is like a, a very pivotal day uh, for any teenager, I think, or even young adult. Yeah. Or adult. Or adult. It came to me when I was not just a young adult. <laughs> well, what are we saying as young adult? Because I'm thinking like young 20s. That's a young adult. I guess like 20s, early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess so. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is. You're just like, oh, wow. Like you're just like a regular person? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just happen to be my mom and my dad? Like, Mm -hmm. but you're just like the rest of us and the rest of them? 
So on the topic of uh, seeing people for who they are in their in in every capacity. Oh, this is great. Um, so <laughs> I think I I had mentioned to you guys that uh, me and my brother found out that we have a half sister. Yes. 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 Correct. So um. She is going to be coming out for Thanksgiving. Um, We're all very excited for this. Um, This will be the first time I get to meet her. Mm. Um, Nathan got to meet her. Uh, He came up uh, on a really short, like, three-day visit with Ari, with her family, and they were able to go out and have dinner and meet them and meet our... uh, He didn't get to meet our nephews, um, but he got to meet her and her husband. Um, And they are... From from what I've talked to them, from from what I've ugh, let me try that again, um, from the little that I've talked with Leah, um, awesome. Like yeah. she, it's it's great. It's our our big fear was that she wasn't going to be able to like handle the type of humor that we have. Like we are very humor based and like we're fucking goofballs and we do some stupid out of pocket stuff sometimes and um but she is definitely a hail in that regard and it was very relieving to know that uh you know like we we had this sister that we can connect with it's not just going to be this awkward relationship um so she's coming to thanksgiving first time i'm meeting her first time she is meeting almost all of the hail side of the family. So my bro- my dad has four siblings. Um we have a couple cousins, um some spouses in there. And it's going to be re- like me and my brother particularly are really excited to see her reaction to meeting the different aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and family members because they're all flawed in their own way, you know, like my aunt Shelly She's a super sweet lady, but you know, once she starts drinking, she might say some heinous shit to you. Like it's, it's funny. Like one of, one of my uncles, uh, he's the only one not attending. He randomly will like, we think he's bipolar. Um, mm. and like, he just goes through these random, like long spurts of time where he just stops talking to my dad, stops talking to his siblings and like, it's like this weird thing. Like he was even in the group chat for planning for like the last week and didn't say anything. And then like yesterday we were just sending some final confirmations on like who's bringing what food and who's doing what. And he like left it then. And it was so funny. Like his, like my aunt is literally like, Oh, finally, you know, like mm. just because he's, I mean, he's his own character, but like, like as an uncle, every time I hung out with them, it was totally fine. It was totally cool. But like, Clearly, he's got some unsettled issues, whether it's with his siblings or it's with himself and he takes it out on his siblings or doesn't like to expose that to his siblings or whatever the case is. But it's definitely it's going to be a really exciting experience. I get to meet my nephews. I get to meet her husband. Her husband is a pastor of a church. Which which was another reason we were a little nervous. Um, But it was so funny. I actually... I was talking to her uh, on the way here the night before last, Um, and we talked for like an hour, and at a certain point she was talking, like, she's so funny, like, she drops the F-bombs, she's like, she speaks a little loosely as we do, and she was like, it's so funny when, uh, when me or Brandon, like, 
bring up that we're part of the church or that like we run a church like because she's like you'll see people like all of a sudden like they're like oh you know like I love God too like I I just <laughs> love like you know like they oh, no. they try and relate or they try and like they're trying to be like oh yeah like religion is so cool like so I just important. I just I just you know I I was just at church last Sunday and she literally told me she's like it's like I don't fucking care <laughs> like the wife of the pastor of a church she's literally saying like when people tell me this stuff she's like I don't give a shit yeah. like I'm not trying to like force it on you or anything like i'm just mentioning it because we were talking about it's a part of my life my husband's the pastor like of the church (laughs) we aren't trying to convert you like we just you mentioned work i mentioned work my work happens to be at a church it's funny that people just assume that all religious people are like that i was just telling vomery the other day how beautiful it is every time i'm working somewhere i think it's happened me maybe two or three times where a Muslim person mm. has come across uh, my path and been like, hey, is it okay if I step into this back room or over here because it's that time of day, like, I need to pray? Right. And I'm all, yep, absolutely, going in there. And, you know, not necessarily peek in, like, I'm going around the corner and opening up the door just to look at them like a lab rat. rat, but they'll leave the door a little ajar, and I've seen them go and kneel down, and I'm like, Wow. It's just so beautiful to me that this is between them and their God. Like, they're not... Just in a day and age where everyone video records themselves doing that. Look, I'm old, so video recording. Uh, but just records <laughs> themselves doing everything for the gram or whatever. Like, this is between me and this God. This is my personal relationship. And regardless of who sees me doing this, like, I go and do this thing this many times a day. And that's that's that, and I'm like, that's awesome. You that's don't how push it on anyone. You just be. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, some people are knocking on your door. You're slipping shit underneath the door. Like, come on, man. Come You're on. sure to hell. Come you on. Sure? Come on. <laughs> Open up. You sure? Like, you sure? You sure? Come on. I know you've been on this planet for sixty years, but I've been rolling around this neighborhood on my bike. <laughs> With this white button-up shirt, these khakis, and his black tie on for months. You're still not going to open up your door? Come on, man. <laughs> still not, still not going to do it. No. Yeah. Yeah, family dynamic is very interesting as, you, as time just continues on. Because like everything else, time has an interesting way of changing things. You just see things alter in ways you could have never foreseen. Yeah, because you grow, you know, you're more of an adult, obviously, every year. So the closer that you get to a certain age, it's like, hmm, like, now I, I can see you all a bit more deeply. Yeah, it's just, per, yeah, your perception is growing as yeah. well as the fact that things are also changing. Right, oh, right, both. Yeah, both. for me, my, a lot of my issue has been that I... You know, like when you guys were having that little talk at the beginning of who you all think I am, and I'm just sitting over here just like observing you. I do not think about who I am in relation to other people. How people perceive you. I ne- I don't think about it. I don't think about how people look at me and, and the impact that I have on them. So, So because of that, it can be a detriment to certain relationships where they feel like I need to be reaching out to them. Because if you don't talk to me for the next five years and then you call me, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, Nick's calling me. And I'm going to answer the phone and we're going to talk like this. I'm also, not, I'm not going to be like five years for me to reach out to you. 
something is wrong and Nick is dead. Yeah. <laughs> call for help. Call my family and ask if I'm okay. That's the, Janet? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Janet. Uh, but so, yeah, just point being, I don't need people to constantly reach out to me for me to know that I love them and they love me. That's that's a me thing. Yeah. But that's not the same for everyone else. Everyone does not feel that way. They're like, no, you. I don't know that you love me or I don't feel loved by you if you are not reaching out to me and letting me know. So then I don't do that. And sure enough, lo and behold, <laughs> motherfucker be mad at you every now and again because they're like, where have you been at, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was off living my life. But that also goes both ways. You know what it I mean? Does. So it gets tricky there. It does. So my dad, he he loves to give me shit for not calling. Uh, I, t- to be frank, I am horrible at calling my family. Like, my mom's been telling me for the last, like, month that I need to call my grandfather. And I, I do. I love my, my grandfather. Um, but, like, it's just never been, like, like, you're my family. You know that I love you. You know that I hope that you're doing well. And if I had something noteworthy to report to you. <laughs> that's a great. That's great. That's exactly right. Because like, like, Can so we get Nick his own podcast. I was going to say, Nick, no, you've grown. No, no. You've grown. Like, I it, like this. It's funny because like, Hold so, on a second. I don't want to derail you. Do you remember your point? Okay. Okay. Calling my family. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying like. Because you're derailing yourself. I just don't want you to forget Uh, where you're at. Okay, so yeah. So my dad, he likes to give me shit. And it's it's always in like this innocent way. But like he's always been good about like guilt tripping. Um, But like he'll call and be like, you know, it's our weekend, right? Like haven't heard from you in a couple weeks or a month or something like that. And like it's it's because like he'll like he'll be on the phone with Nathan. And I hear that he's on the phone with dad or mom and I come in and I sit in on the conversation and say like, hey, guys, like I'm here too, like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like mom calls me a little more frequently. And like I've told them both in the last few months, I'm like, guys, I am not going to remember to call you. I work seven days a week. I have a lot of shit on my plate. Calling you guys is not in my top 10 things that I need to do. I, like, here's my schedule. I work nine to five every day at 530 my time. I will most likely be home. If you call me at 530 or later, if I'm not doing something important, I will pick up and talk to you. You are the ones that have days off and scheduled times. And like, y'all are old as shit. Like you have your, you, <laughs> you, you have your schedule. You like, you do the same things every day. like call me when you're free and I will pick up and my mom's keyed into this a little bit. And so she'll call me after five and even it like, she'll just be like, I just wanted to call, like haven't talked to you in a week or two weeks, which is like not a lot of time. Um, she's like, how's work going? How's this going? And I tell her every time I'm like, it's the same shit. It's the same, like nothing has changed since you last talked to me. And that's like kind of the point I keep trying to tell them is like, Nothing is changing. I'm doing the same thing that I was doing the last time you called. Let, like, let me hear about what you're doing. What projects are you working on? What, what's your garden looking like, mom? What, what big project are you working on, dad? Because I know you love your projects. He finally called, or he calls Nathan the other day, t- calls him after work, talking to him. Nathan leaves the phone in my room, and my dad's like, so uh, what are you doing? And I was like, 
just sitting in my room. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you smoking weed? And I was he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're probably smoking weed and playing video games, aren't you? And I was like, that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. I was like, I bet you're sitting, sitting on the couch three beers deep after dinner watching Family Feud, aren't you? And he was like, I was like, or an old Westerner. And he's like, oh, we're sitting here. We're watching this one movie. And like, it wasn't a Westerner, but like, it was like, close yeah. it was close enough and i was like that's what i thought yeah. like yeah. come on come on i know you like you I, two can play this game yeah um but yeah like just i the, think i think it's when the when the conversations start to get like because the way that you're stating them is that they are the same conversations like they're the same inquiries mm-hmm. that are happening but if they were looser, maybe the conversations wouldn't feel as stale and as just like performative. Mm-hmm. I experience the same issue. I told her all the time. I don't know if you knew this or, or if we mentioned that this was maybe two, two and a half years ago. Through psychedelics and all the anxiety my parents were causing me through my life, I gave them an ultimatum of we get family therapy together or I'd never speak to you for the rest this of my life. This was when you were kind of having your big breakthrough with your family, When I right? first did psychedelics for the first time, mm-hmm. remember? And I was training you to serve and I had just done shrooms for the first time. I was flipping out. Mm-hmm. That's funny that it was you that I was training. But anyways, it's gotten much better over time. But my conversations with my mom averaged, I've averaged them literally mathematically. 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 Mm-hmm. A minute and 45 seconds. I've taken an average of 10 of them and I've done the equation. Mm-hmm. And all she wants to do is hear my voice. Hey, how are you today? Good. Did you get home from work? Yep. Uh, all right. I'm doing this thing here. Um, well, hopefully we can plan something to see you next time. And I'm like, yep, let me know when you're in town and we can figure something out. All right. Love you. Bye. Like, and that fills her with joy. Mm-hmm. Now with my dad, it asks a little longer. He's more inquisitive. Mm-hmm. He has a bit more going on. Mm-hmm. So those can range anywhere from 10 to like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But mom, no more than two minutes most of the time. Like I if get it's, that. Yeah, like if it's Thanksgiving, we can do like maybe three minutes because she wants to know like when we'll arrive or something yeah. like that. But I, I have nothing to say to them. And my mom <laughs> is not inquiring really about my life. You know, like she just doesn't have that in her. And she's unfortunately or fortunately got nothing really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has nothing to report on her end. And she's not really asking what I'm like. She doesn't actually care to know what I'm doing because I've told her and it's like. And that's yeah. And that's that's kind of, I guess, where I cued in Mm -hmm. because he said report to you like anything noteworthy to report to you. And that's that's kind of the where the issue lies. I don't want it to be. Is that their report cards like I'm I'm, like that's what it is as opposed to just. I, I don't I don't even know how to put it like it's just it like a looser yeah it's yeah. just like a looser thing you, you just call someone you just kind of ask about what's what's going on like I, I see your shirt I see the suspenders I say something about the suspend like, like our conversation today yeah. started with suspenders right right and we're just talking about suspenders and socks and you know and then and then it just like evolves it just evolves yeah. into other things because you're just loosely <laughs> speaking to someone but if you don't have that natural inquisitive truly pure curiosity where you just i'm willing to just spend time and talk to you about whatever Mm -hmm. then that's when it becomes like reports yeah on a note that you said something that drives me and my brother absolutely fucking crazy when it comes to talking to our mom is like 
it's so like she's in her habitual like she, like she she just she's asking the same questions she's checking the boxes like she'll ask mm-hmm. us a question and we might actually be really excited to share something <laughs> with her on that topic of that question or to answer that question and like after like a set amount of time of us talking about that she's kind of checked out and done 100%. like like i'm clearly not done telling her about the thing and she's like, oh, OK, well, you t- tell me about tell me about this. How's this going or how's this other thing going? And it's like I, I, I was just I, I wanted to tell you about the, the thing. And then, like, as soon as she asks that question, it's like, I'm done talking to you. I'm yeah, done. For this, sure is, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think you've seen it with my mom at the house. Like she does that constantly. She they came and saw me last weekend or two weekends ago. I'm talking to my dad. He asked me about something. <laughs> Literally how it goes. It's always a version of this. Jose, let me something what happened and then it's over. And I'm speaking. But like it's always a slap and Jose, I got to tell you something. And then it's like, oh, like you, we were having a conversation, but it's over because you are talking about J-Lo or whatever the fuck is going on on your mind. I, yeah. I think yeah. some of it and it might be differently for you, but. Uh, I think part of the reason why that aspect of conversation with my parents is so lacking is because like when we were growing up, they weren't exactly the most open people to hearing about Mm -hmm. like, you know, like when we got home from school and you how was your day? It was good. It was fine. And you left it at that. Like, heaven forbid you tell them about this one thing that happened at school and then they're like oh, well, you shouldn't be doing that or, like, why did that happen? And, like, they make you feel like you shouldn't have told them the thing. Yeah. And so while I enjoy checking in on them and making sure they're okay and they make sure I'm okay, it's like, look, you're my parents. I love you unconditionally. You guys did not give me any extreme level of trauma to the point where (laughs) I feel like I have to cut you out of my life. Um, but <laughs> also you raised me a certain way and like I got most of my support from my close friends. Mm. And so like I am far more likely to when I call one of my friends who I went to, through middle school and high school with, I'll sit there on the phone with them for like a couple hours and like we might have like a 20 minute silence in there where like I'm doing something in my real life and they're doing something in their real life and we just wait until we have something to add or tell the other person and like I love those types of conversations like they're like sometimes it's like okay we're done talking we clearly have nothing else to talk about like we should just go but like other times it is like me and my friend my, one of my best buddies tim we uh i spent it's it's really weird to think about this because his family just sold their their house in warrenton last year and i got to go there one last time like the week that they mm, sold I it i remember this and like i remember like walking up to the house and being like damn like this is the last time I'll set foot in this house. And like, I don't think I ever really felt that to that degree with any of the places I lived in, in Warrington. And, and I think that's because I spent more time at Tim's house collectively than I had at any one of the houses mm-hmm. that I lived at in Warrington. 
Like I made sure to just be at his house as much as possible. Nothing in particular bad happening at my house. It's just that like nothing particularly good was happening there either. Like, you know, like I'm just going to have the same dull conversation with one of my parents and then I'm going to go up to my room and mind my own business. And some of the times I'd come over there, like we would be like, he would be on the computer doing his thing. I'd be playing Xbox or watching a show on the TV in his basement. And like, we were minding our own business. Sometimes we would literally do that the whole afternoon. Like we would have a little chit chat back and forth, but like we wouldn't sit down and actively do something together for like five hours. And then it'd be like, okay, I'm going to head out, man. Dinner's ready. Uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. And like now moving back a little bit, you said that you can go five years without hearing from someone and it's whatever. Um, I will say, while I, I'm not expecting anybody to, call me on a monthly basis um i do feel like i personally have this like expectation of like people who are close to me in my life of like like i do want to hear from you Mm. i like i'm not gonna put a time frame on it but like it's it's the give and the take Mm -hmm. you know it's a two-way street um but like occasionally i'll ring i'll facetime one of my friends it could be the first time I've heard from them in three or four months. Um, but then they'll do the same thing Four, five, six months go by. Mm-hmm. They ring me up. How's it going? I had some free time. I thought of you. How are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. Um, and while I don't seek the, like seek the attention of others or like feel like I have to constantly communicate like affection or anything like that to a particular person, I will say, as you guys have probably realized, like if if you're someone who's close to me in my life, like I do make sure to tell you as much as possible when I can. Like I like I will tell somebody like just we could be having a conversation and I'll just be like, I love you. Like you're the fucking best. I appreciate you, you know, and like I constantly feel that. I feel compelled to say that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a seeking validation thing. It's more of like a, you never know when the last time you'll see someone is, mm-hmm. you know, I could walk out of here tonight and get hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. And if I did get hit by a bus, I would be like, damn, I'm really glad I told them, you know, how I felt about them before I left, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's something really important as far as friends and yeah. support and, yeah, yeah, I get that. I uh, I also grew up feeling like, <clears throat> and and you know, this is interesting. It just occurred to me in the in these words today, in this formatting today, when I was at the gym getting out of the sauna. Um, do you have you ever heard about a a shakti mat? Mm. It's you were I think you were uh, talking about it on your last episode. Oh, it's God. the the like it's like a yoga mat, but with it's got like almost almost like acupuncture needles yeah. in it. Yeah, like spikes. Um, and w- you know, my friend had sent me the website. She thought it might be something I'd be interested in. Does it have like electrode? No, okay. no, no. Because my friend told me earlier today 
that he has something, he has muscles that are so tight that like he doesn't have full range of motion for some muscles. Mm. And it's kind of like those electrode pads that you would put on that shock certain muscles, mm. but it's like, it's like a focused like pin. Like it doesn't oh. puncture the skin, but like you put it on a specific, it's like a much more focused version of those electrode yeah, to, masks. To get the muscle working again, you just talked to me yeah, about Yeah, my this, coworker so. actually just got that done and she showed me a video, it was very cool. She had like four little needles in her like leg was spasming just ever so slightly, but it was just contracting those mu muscles naturally. So it would get into muscle memory of like, hey, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. He told me it's like it, it's teaching your muscles that have like lost range of motion that they can move. Like it forces them to move in exactly. directions that they haven't moved in so long. So you're like re-coaching them exactly. to, yeah. to do what they do. But right. shock D. Um, yes. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is that as you're looking at it on the website, it gives you this side by side. Mm. understanding of what the mat is and what it does mm -hmm. but the left side understanding of it is the western side and then you have the eastern on the other side and so it's, it's telling you in a logical scientific sort of way no, on the west way. side exactly like what it's doing you know relieving tension creating blood flow blah 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 things that people in the west more so would like to hear but then like on the other side it's talking about like your energy your energy focus you know focusing on the pain and and, and internalizing it, in. it yeah allowing it in mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff right meditative talk and when i was growing up i didn't realize when i started formulating my vocabulary for the things that I was experiencing, I was using Eastern terminology a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And when I started having psychedelic experiences, when I started meditating, when I started coming to, I started talking about things in a very Eastern way. Mm -hmm. So as I was trying to explain these things in my household, I was often shunned for them mm. by my siblings and it just oh, seemed like right. people because didn't. there's a logical explanation for it yeah so i didn't and and i wasn't i didn't know that i had to use a certain language with certain people yet to get them on board i didn't understand that yet yeah. it's not until many many years later that i understand as you're speaking to people if you want them to not just like buy in but to get on board to understand to open up the proclivity, their proclivity to absorb new information, you're going to have to deduce what works best with them, what sort of words work best with them are palatable to that, you know, specific human being or group of people. Um, and so, yeah, I grew up just talking about shit and motherfuckers being like, yo, stop talking to me. <laughs> like, that's that was the kind of woo -woo shit out of here. Now, I will say. Because of that, the podcast was birthed. Because I would have never done this if I always felt like I had a place to speak. Right, mm -hmm. right. So, you it's know, how the, it works. It, that's just that's, that's how just it how it works. The whole good and bad. I, I really a little bit good, stopped, a little bit bad. I just stopped looking at things that way. I just yeah. started looking at you just just, never know. like what is happening. You don't know like what thing launches the creation of another thing and you might swear like oh this shit fucking sucks but you just have no idea 
Like you, you, I mean, that's just your small little human perspective you never right know, now. You know, like, like it, this might turn out to be the best thing for you. You just, you just have no idea. So, um, this is making me think of like, like parallel universes and alternate realities. Did you ever watch uh, the first and if yes, to the 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 sequel to the Into the Spider Verse movie, the Spider Man movie, the animated one? I wa- the one with Miles Morales. I watched the first one. So I watched the second one last night. Um, I won't drop any crazy. I probably won't watch okay, it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just shit on my favorite superhero. Why no, don't you? No, he's cool. No, uh, and he's black girl. So oh, right. and, <laughs> and and they're apparently a million of them. There's she's and there. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's been a thing in the comics forever. Like, there's other versions, and so that's kind of what I'm getting into. Is ah. like, so there's parallel universes, right? And like. In some of those universes, it's not Peter Parker who gets bitten by a spider. It's his classmate Gwen Stacy who gets bitten by a spider. Mm. Or it's somebody completely different. Um, and in the film, they talk about how, like, in every, like, Spider-Man or Spider-Woman's, like, uh, like life and their story as a hero, like, there's, like, these main tragedies that always kind of have to happen in order for them to like Mm. truly be like a spider-man or a spider-woman and like they like a lot of them are like somebody they lose somebody close to them so for a lot of them it's their uncle ben (laughs) um in the tom holland rendition of spider-man it's his aunt may right um and uh for some of them it's like a it's like a lieutenant. They like lose like a l- close lieutenant uh, who's like a cop uh, that's that kind of works with them a little bit. Um, and it's it's funny because they kind of show like if these things don't happen, like the whole thing can get thrown off mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, it's, it's like you said, if if you didn't feel so isolated with being able to talk to people the way you want to talk to people you wouldn't have started the pod. So like maybe there's this there's this parallel universe where Earl's speaking all in Western terminology and he might still be this very charismatic, very uh, bright light, but he doesn't have a podcast and he never even fucking thought about doing a podcast because he always had that that thing. I, I joke with my brother sometimes because he. He was a big brother, he did crazy shit. Um, and I'm like, hey, remember when you did all that crazy shit when I was younger? And he's like, yeah, but if I didn't, you wouldn't be the funny guy that you are today. Yeah. And I'm like, that, I can't say no. Yeah. Can't that, say no to that. That is a fact. With all those people dying in the the you know the multiverse of Spider Man world, it's like that that is that is something that's deeply you know resonating through all greatness is that there must be some death that some takes loss. place some, some great loss. loss and just within yourself cuz those things those are people right that that are that are shown i think it's much easier to show on a screen that it's a human yeah. that died mm-hmm. but it could just very well be like there's a part of you that must die right mm-hmm. there is some part of you that has to some go some symbolic death of some sort it and, doesn't have to be right. literal yeah just yes and, jordan peterson talks about it all the time just all these constant little deaths yeah you know the constant rebirths and on the back of end of humiliation comes triumph mm-hmm. gotta make a fool of yourself sometimes be humbled constantly 
Mm-hmm. Constantly. Constantly. I mean, and not just like be humbled in like cutesy ways of like, oh, you mispronounced something on some sort of recording. It has to be, I think, like pretty hefty you know, you things gotta, that are applicable to whatever it is that you're going through in life. I think they have to be, they have to feel heavy. And I mean, I, I think me moving to Tennessee was a big one for me. Mm. Like, you know, I had to say goodbye to all of my friends that yeah. I've ever made. And like it, and I'll say, like, if it weren't for the fact that I was moving there with my brother, probably couldn't have done it. Mm. Like, uh, like just going 650 miles away. That's a lot. Yeah. And like not having a support system at all would have been crazy. I don't know how I would have done that. But like there's like gifts and curse gifts and curses to me coming back to visit, too. It's like. I get to see the people that I want to see, but then like you like run into people from high school and then you're like, oh, you never left. You never left. You haven't been doing anything, you know, like it's it's kind of crazy to see like nobody's done their leap of faith yet. Like when someone hasn't done their their big. Yeah, because, you know, because I like to win on this. It's not always that you you go back home and that it's just that people are there because people often use that that locational type of stagnation to shit on people like, oh, you're still in that city you were in. But it's it's more than it's much much broader stagnation. than that. Yeah, it's the it's the the real stagnation. It could be like the psychological stagnation. Like you seem like the exact same person. Oh, yes. like, like you nothing. haven't changed at all. Like at all, nothing since we graduated. Nothing. It's been four years, and you aren't doing anything different. You don't look different. You don't feel different. Like everything about you. It's like you've been in a time capsule since mm. I last saw you. You're those frozen are in time. Those are crazy. Well, I, I want to end it on, on this note uh, because I said at some point we were going to talk about this. It, it fills me with so much joy to, to have seen. I mean, how long have we known you now? I feel like it has, Maybe four years? So I started working at Salamander at the end of my senior year, um, which I was 18. So, yeah, yeah. about four years. It's, it's been... Yeah, extremely pivotal years yeah. in some in yeah, one's life. Those are huge. Huge life. Those it's, are huge. It has been such a pleasure seeing really you from that time yeah. f- to now. Because what I will say is that you are not the same person. <laughs> no, you're not. That you were. And just being able to see some of the steps, and you know a little bit what I'm talking about. Seeing some of the decisions that you've made. To, to become who you are is just been, uh, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's just, fu- it's just so beautiful. It's awesome, man. You just, you want, you want nothing for that for people. So when you get a, like a front row seat to it, it's very, very fucking cool, man. Getting to watch someone start to blossom and pl- prosper. Yeah. is always like very exciting. It was beautiful. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of, the contrary happening for people Mm -hmm. so when you really get to see that happen for people i mean financially mentally spiritually as you say for yourself on the apps (laughs) gotta be careful gotta be careful what religion you align with on those apps because oh yeah because you say nothing 
then it's either because you can say atheist, but if you say nothing, it just seems like oh now you're being sneaky. Like why don't you just let us know what you are? Like <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta play the game. It's interesting, but um yeah. So I just I no, want, it is I want to say that yeah, man. Thank you. Yes. Um. Here, give, give me, give me, a, give me a fat hug, so, okay. so I can have this document. Some lovies. <laughs> we need a picture before you head out. All right, everyone, it's over now. <laughs> Peace, everyone. Bye. Peace. Oh, our Nikki boy. I'm so glad that you're a cool guy. I mean, you were cool before, but it's definitely. Yeah, I tried real it's hard exponential, not to crack jokes, exponential right? growth on your coolness. For sure.